Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? Welcome to Fireside. Welcome to Fireside. First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we get choose. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. Just pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my most power, earth you with features. Neither listen by weekly or you can binge us. We got it all, baby. Are there Ninjas! So relax and lie back as we start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comic facts and wise cracks. Welcome to the show. This is Fireside Chats. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti. And with me, as always, are my wonderful sidekicks. First, Mr. Mashko. Hey, can I kick it? Yes, yes, you can. Can I kick it? Yeah. Can you see me? Kicking it? No. <laughs> I can't see your feet. But I'm assuming there's something under the desk that you're kicking. Very true. And, and it gets and it gets kicked <laughs> multiple times a week. I actually feel bad for whatever it might be. And then there's Huey. <laughs> What's going on? I feel What's bad for your dog on? now. You're not kicking your dog, are oh, you? Oh heck no, heck no. <laughs> you monster. No. <laughs> no. For those of you I'm... watching at home, you might see him creeping around on the floor down here. I like. I mean, baby Huey just completely threw off my singing game. What's yep. going on? <laughs> don't kick your dog, Mashko. Wow. What's going on? We're not naming the show, Don't Kick the Dog. <laughs> don't no. kick the dog. Mashko abuses animals. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't take that out of context somewhere. <laughs> there's, a so- there's a sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome to the Friday show. And if you're new around here, that's where the news is not mentioned. You got it right, Menti, on the first try. I know. I'm getting better. <laughs> I'm getting better. Just took years of practice. Uh, so, look, for you... It's Suicide Squad Day, so congratulations. I hope you enjoyed the movie. For us, we've got a couple days before it actually drops. Is, Baby Huey, did you? Conf- is there something happening Thursday on HBO yeah. Max? Yeah, at 7 o'clock, uh, there's going to be a showing of uh, Suicide Squad. It's already happened for you, so hopefully you yeah. didn't miss that. Otherwise, you so, can just watch it right now. <laughs> it's, it's tomorrow for us. And, yeah, yeah, we, haven't, we yeah, still haven't we're... seen it. But <laughs> similar to uh, with when Black Widow came out, we thought... Since you're probably either on your way to the theaters or you're about to hit play on HBO Max, why don't we do a breakdown of some of the most important characters to the story? So, like, we already know some of them, like Rick Flagg we got from the first Suicide Squad, um, because, like, this isn't a re, this is, it's a reboot sequel, not really sequel, kind of stands on its own, but it's still in the DCEU kind of thing. You already know Harley Quinn, so we don't really need to go over that, although we should probably one day do a legit Harley Quinn breakdown, but she's popular enough that I don't think it's necessary. But there's so many obscure characters in this movie that we figure that's who deserves the spotlight, especially seeing as how one of those obscure characters got top billing. So, why don't we go ahead and start off with our top biller who was originally supposed to be Dave Baptista, but... Yeah, (laughs) how about that? How big of an ass does he feel like probably now? Who? Dave Baptista? Yeah! Didn't, didn't like, James Gunn want that to be... Did he turn it down? I don't know what's... Yeah, Baptista turned it down. He turned it down? Wow. Exactly. Which is dumb because... Yeah. I mean, look, so we know who the star is, right? It's John Cena. We could all see him in this role. Idris Elba. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Or no, Sylvester Stallone. Wow. Uh, It's just the voice. That's like saying, uh, yeah, never mind. The the Groot. I was going to go... Let's be fair. The, 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 the biggest name in this movie, you will not see his face. 
That's true. 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 That's true. And you barely knew he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's true. And you saw Although, his face. Oh, yeah, and you saw his face. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, uh, we're going to kind of lead things off with Peacemaker, who, as we were just talking, John Cena is getting that role, has that role. If you're not living under a rock, you probably saw him doing some type of promo somewhere in that outfit. Uh, the which most is ridiculous hilarious. helmet in comics. I, I love know. the helmet. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that helmet in a little bit. I found some information on that. Um, we can go down the road of talking about the actors, but I think for the sake of time, we, we won't do that. Moscow and time don't work together. Let's yeah. just focus on the comic counterpart. Just like we did with uh, with Black Widow, like we Red Guardian and Taskmaster, we're not Red Guardian and Taskmaster in that mm-hmm. movie, but that's okay. We want to. We're just going to give you as much information, comic wise, as we can before you hit play on that movie. Yeah, and and I love talking about John Cena because it's it's always fun, and he's back wrestling again, which is which is another story. Different podcast, Moshko. We're working on it. We're working on it someday. Uh, but Peacemaker. So Peacemaker, as uh, James Gunn likes to put it best, is like a douchey Captain America. That's pretty good. And if you're seeing the promo stuff that Cena is doing, he, he definitely comes off that way. I sent you guys that picture the other day um, from the, the red carpet with him holding the gun. And yeah, it was fantastic. Maybe we'll put it in the notes. Maybe not. Uh, but uh, Peacemaker was not originally a DC character, correct? Uh, he actually hailed from the uh, Charlton comics. I know we talked about that ages ago on the show. First appearance was actually in 1966, and that was in the Fightin' Five number 40. Uh, his character was actually right on the cover, uh, which was pretty interesting. The, the difference, though, when he was under that label, character was not like the character we're starting to see today. You know, very, very different. Um, still part of a, a military force, uh, but the big thing is he didn't use, you know, or he used non-lethal weapons. Uh, so that wasn't really his thing. And as we'll we'll talk about shortly, uh, non-lethal weapons and peacemaker do not go together anymore. <laughs> Would never have guessed. <laughs> right. So uh, as we kind of fast forward to the the future here, um, peacemaker made his. I guess, current debut right after uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth when that went down. Um, that was back in... The 80s. 89, maybe? 88, 89? That was to, to fix the... For anybody unaware, that was to fix the continuity issues that DC was going through, which then created a whole litany of new continuity issues. <laughs> <laughs> right, and that's that's always awesome to see. Um, where was I? So uh, he, he kind of came back as an anti-hero. Um, and basically would do anything possible to keep the peace, which included killing basically anyone and everyone. Um, and that's kind of where we see him today, which is which is great. So according to, um, kind of go through the origin really quick, uh, his, his Peacemaker's actual name is Christopher Smith. And uh, he was actually, he was raised in a wealthy family. Um, and the, the interesting part is his, his father was a former Nazi concentration camp commander. <laughs> who then later died by suicide when uh, Smith was five years old and he actually saw it happen. So mm. will this actually Ooh. be in the film? Will that be the portrayal of the origin? 
No. I don't think you're going to get a full origin. <laughs> He's going to have his own TV show that's going to Right. Be I think it will go down in the TV show, which, which I will... don't think Peacemaker was meant to be a bigger as big of a character. I just think he realized as making the movie how big potential for this character was. Yes. And that's that's kind of where we get, you know, Cena's uh, muscle behind it. Um literally. Yeah. I I was going there. I was waiting <laughs> to see if one of you guys would actually budge on that, but uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know going through all this this these uh harsh kind of upbringing you know uh smith went to a military went through joined the army i believe i don't know the exact branch but he was in the military um he was then later arrested for war crimes uh because of he you know he's basically killing innocent people in order to uh you know progress in in the war and, and stuff like that um so he he went to jail I mean, that's the, the easiest thing to, uh, to say uh, for those war crimes. And while he was in prison, he agreed to join these, uh, the secret Pentagon anti-terrorism program. And that was called Project Peacemaker. Mm. My, my, my right so far. You're, you're doing Perfect. great, Moshko. You're doing great. Awesome. So he, you know, he did his time. He was then later. Mind you, I know you really like this character, but we've got five more to get to. Yeah, this, this is the best one. That's why we're, and we're off. already twelve minutes in. Yeah, we were shooting the. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so he was later released. Uh, suffered from uh, all kinds of different issues and delusions and and things of that grandeur. Delusions in his head. Perfect word. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of why you see the over the top, you know, weirdness going on. I think we'll see a lot of those things in the movie where he's probably talking to himself and, you know, all that fun stuff. Um, so that's kind of where we're at. You know, his, his special power, he doesn't really have, or let me, let me rephrase that. He's a weapons master. Like he, he's proficient with, you know, all types of uh, weaponry. His helmet, as, as we talked about earlier, is a very interesting device and i think we'll we'll i guess get more information on that um but it's able to at least in the comics it's able to emit uh, ultrasonic frequencies um it can scramble electronic gadgets so it's kind of like an emp in a way um, it also contains like sensors and and things like that well, that um, explains the wi-fi signal look of it <laughs> yeah yeah um you can detect- more bars in more places peacemaker <laughs> Right, so you know, initially Peacemaker wasn't part of the Suicide Squad. Um, he was part of, uh, I guess, Task Force X. Does that ring a bell? Which suicide is the squad. Suicide Squad? Yeah, um, <laughs> and that's kind of yeah. I mean, that's where we're where we're seeing it. Um, fun fact on Peacemaker: uh, he was the inspiration behind the Watchmen's comedian. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, And one of the major storylines, and this is very relevant with information we received yesterday, um, one of the major um, story arcs that he had was with Blue Beetle back in 2006. Mm. Um, And if you're completely aware, we weren't able to get it into the the notes or into our show yesterday on Wednesday, um, but Blue Beetle was just announced uh, to have an HBO Max movie, and that's starring the dude from We talked about that. Yeah, it was the casting the casting yeah, the casting's the big the big part of it which is um, yeah cobra kai cobra kai kid yes which which one? Oh, the main oh um main cobra kai kid oh cool cool who spoiler alert bad things happen too <laughs> yeah all right it's, i'm it, not gonna go any further than that i don't want to spoil yeah that no show. it's it's fine <laughs> i don't want to spoil that show all right 
Moshko, kudos. Hey. Well, well, well played Peacemaker Breakdown. <laughs> All right, so I think this, I'm surprised you didn't get top billing, but I think we should move on to Bloodsport because I yeah. would have assumed Idris would easily take top billing, but apparently not. So what happened to Will Smith's replacement? Yeah. <laughs> That's he, what he uh, is. <laughs> he is, and he was, Idris was cast as uh, Deadshot, uh, but halfway through the process, James Gunn decided to make a new character. Well, well, new- the, it was it was because there was potential of Will Smith becoming available, so they didn't want to completely remove Will Smith from the DCU. Right, and it was because so Will why. was and Will was filming um, Independence Day, mm. which is the reason why he couldn't film this. Um, so there's been three different blood sports. Uh, I'm going to focus on the ma- the first one because that is who he's playing in the movie. Yeah, just yeah, forget the other ones. <laughs> well, the the second one ties into him. Uh, so the first one is Robert Dubos Dubos B O I S. So Robert was a Dubois Dubois Dubois. Uh, Robert is a a Vietnam draft evader. So he got drafted to go to Vietnam and said, screw that. I'm heading to Canada. So he fled to Canada and (laughs) (laughs) while he was up there, his brother, uh, Michael actually pretended that he was Robert went in, went to Vietnam and lost both his arms and legs. Ooh. So Robert had, he went freaking nuts, uh, because of all this, you know, he's, he basically got his brother, you know. Yeah, if your brother becomes a <laughs> quadriplegic, I could see how that would bother you. Uh, so he he went nuts. He was then hired by Lex Luthor uh, down the road to kill Superman. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Lex outfitted him with all kinds of weapons, even a gun that shot kryptonite needles. Uh, and a transporter, which I thought was kind of cool, was he could actually tr- transport his weapons to him. Uh, so he housed all his weapons in a warehouse, and as he needed the weapons, could just transport what he needed to him. Kind of. That's neat. cool. So wait, when you say transport, you mean like a like a like like a portal, or like how would they get to him? Uh, just a tra- uh, just says transport. <laughs> it would transport like uh, like like, a, like Iron Man pulling his armor to him, like with rockets and stuff, and it flew around the city before it got to him, or. I was, think more of a, like, a portally like Power Ranger esque transporting. Teleport right. down. There was. Do you ever see the? Um, you ever read the book Scud, the assassin? No. The 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 disposable assassin. You can go to like a vending machine and order an assassin. Anyway, he had uh, one character was covered with uh, zippers, but inside him was like the TARDIS. So he would go in and just like he'd go, I need a rocket launcher, and he'd go in and he'd pull out like a rubber chicken, and he would pull out like <laughs> like a, like a, like a life preserver, and he because he couldn't ever actually get it, but there was just so is that I'm thinking that's what the same thing is is that like he hits a button and boom his weapons are there pretty much cool. Uh, so with of course you know back in the day the help with Jimmy Olsen oh um I forgot to tell you his his first appearance was in Superman uh in 1987. So uh, I'll run through uh, Nananu as fast as I can then. Uh, King Shark, the son of the shark god Kamo, 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 K-A-M-O, Kamo, whatever. Um, He is a, he at least believes himself to be a god in Hawaii. 
Uh, King Shark was picked up um, by the Suicide Squad after fighting Superboy, which was what his first appearance was in Superboy number zero, which was kind of a tease. Superboy number nine is when you kind of get that full origin of him. Uh, but he is legitimately a half man, half shark hybrid uh, because he is half shark and is used to the, de the depths of the water. Very similar to Aquaman. He is extremely durable. Uh, he can also regenerate. Um, he was originally believed to just kind of be this mutant and was very. I don't know, wild, right? He was just this savage creature that would just attack with his claws and, and his fangs. That's how actually, again, they figured out that he was a half man is that they, someone was attacked by, attacked by a shark and they realized that there was claw marks on them, which is what led Superboy to fighting him. Superboy beat him with his heat vision when they were underwater, which then Amanda Waller eventually picks up and brings King Shark into the Suicide Squad. Also with Superboy, who oddly has been in the Suicide Squad quite a bit. Um, and then in 2011, when Rebirth, or not with Rebirth, when New 52 rolled around, King Shark uh, looked a lot more like a hammerhead. Uh, that was just because that's the, the way they decided to do it. It's funny, even recently uh, in Rebirth, he was still hammerhead-ish. Um, but because of the show, like um, uh, because of Flash, uh, because of DC Superhero Girls, because of some of the other uh, TV uh, appearances that we've seen of King Shark, he's kind of gone back to that classic great white look um but yeah that's it there you go there's king shark in a nutshell so let's go ahead and move on over to uh to polka dot man i feel like you rushed that because i ate up all the show is that, is that, i don't really have i don't really have much else to talk about like because <laughs> he's a shark <laughs> he really i mean he his first appearance was in 1994 it's not like this guy's <laughs> been around for a very long time and to be fair as fun as he is there's not but so much to him <laughs> because they go back and forth all the time on what is he the, the son of a, of a god is he just a, a crazy mutant thing mm -hmm. uh in newer aquaman because they're more uh, mythical based uh, he mm -hmm. is definitely the, the 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 son of a god even though to be fair <laughs> the god doesn't truly know if he's a god he just thinks of himself as a god so oh. <laughs> amanda waller kidnapped his dad blew up his island uh, and then he got ripped in half by Omac, and then King Shark also got taken out by Omac, but was able to bite through Omac's armor, which is pretty impressive. Oh. I mean, that's mm -hmm. for anybody unaware, Omac's really, really, the Omac droids and Omac himself or itself mm -hmm. is extremely durable. So the fact that he was able to, to bite into um, Omac's pretty big. I mean, that's why he's also able to take on someone like Superboy and Aquaman, because mm -hmm. he is extremely durable. That's kind of his whole thing. Like, he fell out of a plane one time, hit concrete, just got up. Like, all right, here we are. <laughs> He's like the Hulk. He is. Shark Hulk. Yeah. Which, Move, honestly, is on. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, since he's, he's relatively new, this next one is relatively old. Um, all the way back to 1962. So, I'm talking about Polka Dot Man, who was actually originally called Mr. Polka Dot. Uh, he first appeared in <laughs> Detective Comics 300. And uh, his uh, actual name is Abner Krill. Um, so this, this guy is basically just a minor enemy of Batman, a uh, low-level criminal. He's a crook. Uh, in the comics, because uh, there's a big difference between the comics and the movie version, uh, he basically just had a, uh, a costume covered in spots. They weren't actually polka dots. I, I learned there's a differentiation between just dots and polka dots. Pretty, really? pretty fun stuff. Yeah, it, it has to do with size. So all polka dots, <laughs> polka dots are the same size, where the dots on with this guy are not the same size. 
Right. So we'll move on wow. from there. That but, was uh, a rabbit hole you went down at like two oh, in the yeah. morning, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Googling um, dots. <laughs> but anyway, the, the the spots on the costume have uh were like tool have tools and things like that. So the original was more technology driven and um you know, there was like this, uh, I'll go through just two or three of the, the dots. And there was like a flying buzzsaw dot. So he'd open the dot, throw the dot, it'd be a buzzsaw. Dude, Polka Dot Man is the craziest character. <laughs> the, the, one I like, the one I like is the, our uh, fist dots. So he just throws the dots and they're just flying fists at people. So that was, that was cool. Perfect. Uh, but the, the ultimate villain. Yeah. But the, the, the big difference is now in the movie, and I, uh, we were talking earlier before the show, I learned a little bit more. Um, he's more based off of a metahuman or a super uh, a superhero level you know, things. Basically, the, he's, he's not technology driven. This is in his blood. It's, it's, uh, it's powers that he has, uh, which allows him to then um, you know, spawn these energy driven abilities from the, the dots. Um, <laughs> I know you, you. We went down a little hole about um, uh, can't. Uh, there's a it's worth it's worth mentioning because yeah. he's dramatically different in the movie. In the mm-hmm. movie, it's from what I I understand in interviews, it's it's more like the dots are a cancer that are killing him, mm-hmm. that he needs to release them twice a day. Otherwise, it will like he gets scars, and apparently that suit is the only thing that keeps it at bay. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know this. You would know this more than we will because you've probably seen the movie. Those right. of you who are listening. <laughs> I could be completely wrong there. That's I mean, just I, based on interviews. I try and I try and release twice a day. So I I don't want details at all. It crossed my mind to, to say something. Oh, wrong. don't 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 don't. I don't want to hear about either of your releases. Oh, unless it's like a mixtape or uh, or like a SoundCloud oh, album or something. They're, oh, they're out there. Talk. People could find them. They're out there in existence oh, somewhere. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Roll this back. Moshko has mixtapes. There's there's a SoundCloud account somewhere. I don't know if it's still active. I don't Did know he not DJ for there. us at Wizard yeah, World? Yeah, I used to spin the spin the vinyl at the old. Yeah, but I didn't know cons, you had albums. <laughs> no, not albums, but mixtapes, man. Come on. I want to I want to hear Moshko mixtapes. What do you think's behind me besides the dog? For those of you who are mixtape. <laughs> I, I gotta hear that. I want to. I can't. Yeah. I want to see the artwork. The cover art is what I want to see. Oh, <laughs> That's what I want to see. All right, moving let's, on. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's keep this going. Tell me. Talk to me about Javelin. <laughs> Javelin. There is not much to talk about. He was first introduced in 1984. His comic origins are really unknown. His name is unknown, and they say he was an Olympic level athlete that decided to become a criminal and. That's pretty much it. His first, his first villain or hero he went up against was Green Lantern. What he blew up what Ferris, a- air, he blew up Ferris, uh, Ferris's airfield and got caught what by Green Lantern. What a one-sided fight! That's the most one-sided fight <laughs> yeah. I've ever heard of. Like Green he Lantern can, just puts him in a bubble and done. <laughs> he can throw things. I mean, the, the actor who's playing him, the comedian, the guy with the vo- uh, the the uh, what is he Swedish? What is the voice? I don't know. If, I do not know his name. I just know him from any time I've seen him on um, Fru- uh, on Fru- late night shows. But F L U L A B O R G, the Borg. But Star Trek. He's a Borg. But he is hysterical. Which is, I guarantee you, why he got his own trailer. The only reason Javelin got the trailer is because the actor playing him is funny. Because mm-hmm. who cares about, ja- I, <laughs> about Javelin? I, I, I personally, I think he'll be dead within the first 
half hour. Uh, ooh, okay. I'd love. Let's do an over under on that because again, he got an ad because he got his own trailer. Mm, although that could just be throwing us off. That very well could just be be a little bait and switch there that you think he's going to be important and he's dead twenty minutes in. A little, but hey, the tagline is "Don't get attached." Hey, and if they're going to kill anybody, I could see it being him. Uh, mm-hmm. But mm, I, it, it's still weird. He got a trailer. So I'm I'm thinking that island that they're on with the. Right in the beginning, because <laughs> you know that's the start of it. That's the thing. I think like the first, yeah. Once they get the team together and, and go, I think he'll be like one of the first ones to die. So half hour, forty five minutes into the movie, he'll be. I'll dead. put the I'll put his trailer in the in the show post because <laughs> his trailer is one of the funniest I've seen so far. I, I'm very looking forward to Javelin, and I think I'm. I don't think I've ever said that. Honestly, I didn't. I couldn't pinpoint Javelin in a lineup <laughs> before this movie. So, but I'm I'm excited for it now. All right, Menti, All right. our big bad. Yeah, let's finish it off with uh, who I think was supposed to be a tea, like a surprise, and then people noticed it quickly in the tra- the first trailer, and then they just were like, all right, well, I guess we're gonna just <laughs> let's let the cat out of the bag. Then I don't think it was, it was very much like Mecha Godzilla in the first Godzilla Kong trailer, where you could like if you freeze frame it, you can go, oh. That's Mechagodzilla. And this one, the same thing. You're like, is that Starro? <laughs> and yeah, it was. <laughs> it was absolutely Starro. And Starro is one of the most ridiculous uh, DC villains there is, but one of the the most important DC villains to ever exist because his first appearance in Brave of the Bull number 28 in 1960 was also the first appearance of the Justice League. So a lot of those characters obviously already existed at the time, uh, but the first villain they ever went up against as a team, as the Justice League, was Starro. And Starro is legitimately a giant color-changing starfish that can control people's minds by releasing spores, quote unquote, uh, which are little tiny versions of Starro that grab onto your face, and then he controls the controls everybody by by face huggers. Fa- <laughs> he needs a release too. Mm. 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 See, you just made you just ruined the movie because now when the spores come out, I'm gonna go oh <laughs> <laughs> oh money shot spores oh <laughs> oh no. Hey, you see that right over there? That line? Uh, did I cross it? <laughs> you crossed it. Yeah. <laughs> did I cross it? This is why you guys should not tiptoe me to the line. Keep me away from the line oh, and I, we don't have to worry I, about that. I lassoed and brought you over to the line. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. I blame Huey for that for that comment. All right. I'll, so take, here, I'll take it. Here's the two weird things about Starro. One, he can control his own size um, and he can also uh, can color change, but... The two origins of him are very strange. One origin is simple. He comes from a planet of starfish-esque creatures. He's Starro the Conqueror, and they they literally show up to a planet. They control the population. They pull all of its resources, so the the population then gathers all the resources of the planet to the uh, starfish, (laughs) and uh, it consumes it, and then that's the end of it. Then he leaves, and they go to another planet. But, go ahead. Sounds very symbiotic-like. What do you mean? Are you talking about Venom? Yeah. I never kind made that of? comparison before, but it is a hive mind, I guess, if you bring Null into the equation. Yeah. I mean, symbiotes are only hive minds once Null's around. Mm-hmm. So. Eh, came to mind. Close. Close enough. I, I, get, the, I get the comparison. Uh, but where things got really weird was later on, I think it was in the 90s, 
um, because of course convoluted comics in the nineties just go hand in hand, uh, a different origin to the actual Starro is given to us because an older version of uh, an older starfish of its race shows up to this planet of very kind creatures who uh who all have a hive mind so when the starfish shows up i'm just going to keep calling it the starfish when the starfish shows up and then releases its spores and and it well i I gotta watch how i say everything now and it covers the uh the people uh the the population of this planet because they have a hive mind one person was able to fight against it um eventually tearing the starfish thing off its face and like removing all oh yeah it goes right right, it's like a face hugger goes right on your face stop it stop it right there (laughs) stop stop it uh, see how red I'm turning? This is we're getting <laughs> we're getting dangerous territories here. Um, anyway, it, he then takes that Queen Starro, connects it to his chest, and becomes Starro the Conqueror. And then, because he already has the ability of a hive mind, plus now connected to the starfish's race, controls the entire race uh, of beings to then conquer the galaxy. So that's the convoluted, crazy origin of Starro, which I highly doubt we're going to get. I think it's just going to be Starro the Conqueror, which is a giant starfish that comes to the planet to try and take all of our resources. And the Suicide Squad, I have to save the day, would be... Now, he did, like, take out the Justice League in the beginning. Like, the spores hit them in the face. Mm. Spores hit them in the face and uh, controlled them, and it, you know... I could see how funny would it be to have a scene where you just have a Justice League in the background running at Starro and then immediately get just kid taken control of before the as as the Justice or the Suicide Squad shows up. That seems like a very James Gunn joke. It would be cool. I think I mean, I wouldn't be surprised cuz you all you got to do is make them far enough away that you just see them but couldn't mm-hmm. tell who the actors or actresses are and you can just, just use all of the same ones. You just look at the back of their heads. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even think that. I have, I see them being on a rooftop and going, "The Justice League's here," and then seeing really far away running at Starro, and then they all just die. <laughs> they all just immediately get overtaken. Well, that didn't work. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Which is kind of what um, the game is, right? Isn't it the Suicide Squad game something very similar where you're fighting the Justice League because they're being mind controlled? Correct. Maybe there's a connection. I don't know, but Maybe. it would be very funny, and it seems very James Gunny. So there you go. There is six of the main uh, characters that are going to be in the new Suicide Squad movie. Um, they might be in being... it the whole movie. They might be in it for a minute or two. <laughs> Some of them we'll probably see. only a minute or two. I mean, we know Polka Dot Man, King Shark, uh, are they're, they're going to be a duo. They're going to they're team up quite a bit, apparently, throughout the movie. And we know Peacemaker and Bloodsport are giant characters. Really, it's Jar- uh, Starro uh, is only going to be in a little bit. And did I say Jaro because of Javelin? There is an actual Jaro. Jaro's, ama- Jaro's amazing. I love Jaro. Jaro, so when, do you remember um, the the fake Celestials from DC Comics? The brothers um, after Rebirth that were like taking on planets. There was like different trees that were on these different planets that the brothers were attracted to. Regardless, it doesn't matter. Starro joins. The only Jaro I know is the one you put whiskey in. Mmm. Jaro is also Robin. I'm getting there. I'm getting no. there. Punchline baby Huey. Back it up a little bit. 
Anyway, just Starro joins the Justice League because, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Martian Manhunter convinces him to. He dies. Batman saves a bit of his flesh, puts it in a jar, and because he can regenerate, Jaro is born. And Jaro is, doesn't have the same kind of connection to the hive mind that the rest have had and becomes somewhat of a hero. So there's a tiny Robin starfish uh, named Jaro that follows this part of the Bat family. And Jaro is awesome. That's it. That's it. We'll just end the show on that. Jaro. Wow. Jaro's awesome. <laughs> Jaro is awesome. Uh, but yeah, could you imagine if it ends with Jaro? It's going to end with Jaro. It's going to end with Jaro. Watch. Jo- Amanda Waller will have yep. Jaro at the end. Yep. I was just going to say it. It'll be a little, put, little sliver. End, end credit tease. End credit tease. It'll be Amanda Waller just has this jar. Like I think, a, Because all of this comes down to her wanting to have her own Superman. That's where King Shark comes from. She wanted mm. her Superman, so she takes over. She takes uh, his dad. All right, somebody shot Superman, so she takes Bloodsport. Everything all comes down to finding a Superman replacement that she can control. If she has Starro, mm-hmm. that's yeah. a good one. That's a good just, one. Just remember, when this was recorded, this was prior to the release for everybody listening. Oh, yeah, yeah. we have no idea. This could all be wrong, or if it's right, just no. For us, in real time, it's Wednesday, August 4th. <laughs> Ooh. And, and I'm very excited. Would, would you say tomorrow at 7? Seven o'clock, yes. Ooh, can't come fast enough. Very excited <laughs> for tomorrow. All right. Uh, All right. Let, let us know in the comments if you enjoy these or if you would prefer a more of a long-form discussion per character. Because that's something we can easily do. We can just do six breakdowns, but some of them don't require it. So, And we always figure it's kind of a nice on-the-ride to just kind of get the, 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 I don't know, the best Suicide Squad breakdown you can is who's everyone in the movie which yeah. we didn't even talk about Weasel or whoever the hell Pete Davidson's playing, or Arm <laughs> Fall Off Boy, who's not Arm Fall Off Boy. Um, there's still way... T- yeah, TDK. Nathan Fillion. dude who's, whose arms fall off. And then he hits Gee, you. but he's not Arm Fall Off Boy. Hmm. But his arms come off in the movie. Right. Did you see that in the trailer? His arms, his arms pop <laughs> off? It's got to be Arm Fall Off Boy. Anyway, uh, enjoy the movie. That's all I got to say. That's, yep. Yeah, that's all... All we have. I'm looking forward it. to it. Yeah, me too. That's all. I'm excited. Very. Uh, very. Yeah. Very excited. Yeah. You can find the show at Welcome to Fireside <laughs> everywhere online. That's a Welcome to Fireside of your social media choice, unless it's Twitter, which is Fireside Crew. Uh, also, YouTube, which is uh, Welcome to Fireside. Sure is. Uh, if you liked it, comment, like, rate, subscribe. Um, head over to YouTube. Definitely subscribe over there. Um, Moshko's been killing it. You'll find a lot of Moshko content there. Um, yeah. Baby Huey killing it over on Instagram with his, with his new... Uh, what were those videos that you've been doing recently? Well, it's been me the, and the, Moscow. The pull list video? Uh, there's yeah, there's new you, stuff. We're, we're experimenting. We're, we're, yeah, we're throwing we're some stuff out there. We're trying different sticks. things. Kind of well, like go find off. out what sticks and comment. To mm-hmm. Let us know what sticks. If you like it, comment. Let us know. All right. <laughs> Once again, I'm Minty. I'm Moscow. I'm Huey. Deuce. Peace. Peace.